Hey gang, Luke forgot to bring his flute, but we're going to make sweet, sweet music on the subject of the Champions League last 16. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday the 18th of March. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushin Hantaraja. You promised, Luke, you promised we were going to make our own special jingle all together. Um, that's not true. Uh, but did you know about me and the flute? Because I, have you just make that up? Because I, um, I did actually have like flute lessons as a kid at junior school. Uh-huh. Were they yeah. forced upon you or did you want to play the no, flute? for some reason I think I chose it. <laughs> right, okay. And I think my dad, I remember my mum being pissed off because she knew I'd never stick with it, which I didn't. And my dad being pissed off because I think a flute is really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what it is is I looked at you and I thought flautist. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. I, I think people have looked at me and thought worse. So I'll take that. I was um, I was forced to play the violin uh, when I was younger, and I played it for four years, and I was still on grade one. And yeah, I used to like not take it home to practice, so I used to leave it in my locker at school. Yeah. And one day I came back to it, and it was smashed in half. <gasps> wow! And so during, on the next assembly, the head teacher Stradivarius. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I can't even remember. No, nah, it wouldn't have been. Um, it's like a seventeenth-century. No, right, take Luke, Kate notes. Oh, Luke, knows she is, Luke yeah. knows it, yeah. Luke knows it. Carry on with your sad story. But I, <laughs> Should we play a bit of a violin? <laughs> so I stood up an assembly with the headmaster. The headmaster was like, Vithushan's violin has been broken in half, <laughs> a serious act of vandalism, and I will not stand for it. And as he said that, I remember that I dropped it down a flight of stairs the day before. <laughs> Don't and, say anything. And didn't bring, couldn't bring myself to open it up and look at it. Oh, my goodness so I, And then that was the last time I played the violin. How yeah. was your street cred after that? That must have been an absolute nightmare for it the was, young it, it wasn't great things. while I played the violin, but then when I started telling people I smashed the violin, it went through the roof. Like a, yeah. like a, like a Pete Townsend of the violin yeah exactly yeah. yeah not a practice we endorse on the football ramble though obviously. no no smash yeah. violins and don't endorse half the things Pete Townsend does either <laughs> but I meant specifically about the stringed instrument yeah fair enough alright Biskish yeah glad to hear that you yeah. went down that the path whiskey, the whiskey the whiskey thief of Hungary Biskish <laughs> <laughs> what else will he do? Smash up classical music instruments. What was it? Rob, get drunk and then rob places. That's a better nickname than um, one of my old editors used to call me Vichy France. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually a so, And then he would refer to me as the Frenchman. He still does, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointing. I think I like that. Or is there something wrong with it? No, I like that as well. It's like someone at my cricket club um, kept calling me the Vichyman and I couldn't stand <laughs> that. But what? then they met my partner and they called her Vichyman's friend. And I like that. <laughs> And you got a filet of fish. Yeah, there's and, uh, there's the jelly well. fish. Was yeah. that just a long-term setup then, the Fisherman's Friend thing? I, I think so. Like all the best material. Um, yeah, I mean, it took him, I think it was about a year until he met my partner. Right, okay. That's so a, that's it's commitment a, to yeah, the art. It's a big build-up. I really like that a lot. Also committed to the art of discussing the Champions League. It's us. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Did you think it was a pure display of beauty? Chelsea beating Atletico Madrid 3-0, 3-0 on aggregate, 2-0 on the Knights. Uh, brilliant counter-attack for the first goal, finished by Hakim Ziyech, lovely pass from Timo Werner, and also Emerson Palmieri scored two. What is odd about this one, I feel like, is that Chelsea were vastly better, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. But yeah, then, yeah. now we're going to talk about incidents, and you're going to feel like maybe Atletico should slash could have got something out of this. Maybe. I think I think that the the big talking point was of course the penalty decision, which was inexplicably not checked by VAR. And and I got to the point now where I just feel sorry for Peter Walton. He <laughs> he just wrapped his hand in now. Like he, he he used to do a pretty good job of trying to defend the, the, the officiating. And last night he was like, look, I think that's a penalty. Uh, <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I, I would have given that as a penalty. I don't know what he's done there. It's a mistake. 
And I feel really. Is he do that for the rest of the season. I mean, I, I feel really bad for him because he's clearly at the end of his tether. They never let him in. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him. Isn't they never let him in the studio. They never let him in the studio. He's, he's always on his, his own. There are four of them in there. Jules is bigging it up with seven or eight. Yeah, going at him. And then, yeah, they I just... like the idea that Rio's going. I ain't sitting next to fucking no ref. I reckon it's for the best though, I, because I reckon they wedge the shit out of him, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. Steal him, his yeah. lunch money, yeah. pop him down a toilet, and flush his head. Yeah, smash did, his violin. Did, did you? <laughs> Did you ever? Were you ever? Um, were you ever aware of the the school uh, ground, the playground kind of antic of the posty, where you'd posty someone on the lamppost? As in, put them on. A, oh, I, I thought you meant put them in the letterbox. No, but, no, no. What's that? It's like basically you smash their nuts on a lamppost. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I literally <laughs> just thought of it there. That was like one up from the wedgie. I mean, I have oh, never wow. heard of that. Yeah. Was that from your time in prison? Well, you, you, went, you went to private school, so you went. Actually, it's probably much worse than private school, isn't it? Yeah, have you heard what they do with biscuits over there? Yeah, terrible. terrible. Um, but I, I thought that, that that incident could have been. I mean, it's all sliding doors and all the rest of it, but I, I think that incident could have been a real turning point, Vish, because you know you never know. If you get a goal back, you're in the game. And I mean, Thomas Tuchel's team so far haven't really been massively challenged when they've conceded the first goal because they just don't concede that many goals. So you don't know how they're going to react. Yeah, because I wonder actually if not getting the penalty buoyed them to an extent because there was the ball stays in play after that, and you could tell Chelsea they almost didn't want the ball to go out of play because then they'd have a proper check of it. Yeah, because I, I, I honestly don't know what Aspilicueta was doing, and and I think the way Chelsea reacted afterwards spoke to me that they it was almost I know they're not necessarily like this kind of team under Tuchel because they don't leave any, they don't leave much to chance, but there was a, a sense you got from them that like. Right, we got away with that. This is this could easily be our night. I don't really understand what more needed to happen there beyond maybe Aspilicueta grabbing a bit more shirt, or perhaps, you know, maybe the person not going down as quickly. Who was the? I was trying to think. Who was the? It was the. It's Carrasco. The, yeah. Oh, Carrasco. Carrasco yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, maybe if he didn't go down as dramatically, that they'd be. I don't know. They'd be more inclined to check like, it. Hey, hey. Yeah. Afterwards, I'm like, yeah, fair enough. But, but it, should, it shouldn't be on him to do that. We saw something with Foden the other week where he, you know, he gets back up to his feet and suddenly they decide not to check it. But, but yeah, it should, none of that stuff really should know. matter, should it? None of that stuff should matter. No, 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 no. The at referee all, should know what. And, and you say you're not sure what Aspilicueta was doing. Well, he made a mistake and he instinctively tried to uh, yeah. sort Tell that mistake out yeah. without 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 trying without you know giving a goal away or whatever. And I just don't think the referee. It, the perception is really interesting because that coloured my opinion of the referee for the entire rest of the game. Mm. I know he's a, I know he's a well-respected referee. I think he's refereed a Champions League final, maybe. Um, but then I listened to some of the um, analysis on Five Live after, and Karen Carney, who I, I really like as a pundit, was saying that she thought he had a really good game overall, and that was just a bit of an anomaly. So, I mean, obviously he picked up the Savage thing with the elbow chucked into Rudiger's chest. Which yeah, is, lovely bit of goal mouth action. That Stefan Savage sent off after Antonio Rudiger's elbow. Like punctured his lung or something, and he got I mean, up and he started laughing in their faces as well. <laughs> they started like, not a proper L. What the hell? Like, the other, the other, oh, the, I'm so wounded. The other thing that was great was that um, was that Koke realised that the game had gone, so he just started to stick one on Kovacic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry, you thought that was a red card because it featured an elbow that was in the vicinity? I think it's a red card because it's it's violent conduct. Yeah, yeah, violent conduct. Yeah, you haven't seen me. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, you probably get something off every game, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, that to me summed up how perfectly Chelsea played yesterday. Beyond that Aspilicueta incident, because they outfought Atletico Madrid, they outran them, and they outshit house them. Yeah, didn't they? which is an amazing achievement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was really disappointed with Atletico Madrid. To be honest, I, I thought there were elements of their game where they were quite pathetic yesterday. Mm. 
They, because... also, they also just didn't know how to approach it. It looked yeah, to me, yeah. people said they were below par. I mean, Andy was saying they were below par. Um, Joe Cole said they didn't look like a very good team or whatever he said. He said they looked like a championship side. Yeah, that's, that's harsh. I, I also, um, I also, but, but I was just going to say, sorry, I, very quickly, I just wanted to say that to me, I feel sometimes, I know that Atletico have scored a few more goals in La Liga this season than, than, they, um, than perhaps they normally do, but their top scorer is Luis Suarez. A lot's been made that he hasn't actually scored a single goal in the Champions League this season, um, but he scored, I think, 18 in the La Liga. Um, so that maybe tells a bit of a story. But also, it feels to me that when they set up, when Simeone likes to play in that certain way, when you go into a game away from home and you're a goal down, what you got to do? What are you going to do? Mm. You have to score. At some point, you've, you're going to have to score a goal, right? But I just don't really know if they know how, when to stick or twist. That's what it looks like to me. And they look a little bit unsure. Well, they set yeah. up for the nil-nil in the previous game, didn't they? And then the Olivier Giroud incredible wonder goal meant that that couldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got the impression that as, you know, there was a stage where they had half an hour left and I know that quote unquote, nothing really changed with that goal, but they didn't show any kind of, maybe willing's not the right word, but they showed no sense of, of nous really to try and break Chelsea down. And I think, I wonder if, the, you know, you mentioned the referee there, Karen Carney saying the referee had a good game. I thought he did as well because the game definitely flowed. And I wonder if it flowed more to Chelsea's benefit off the back of the referee, knowing he was going to be, you know, overseeing an Atletico Madrid game knowing that he was going to be a bit physical and that he had to have some leeway. And it just so happened that Rudiger, you know, beyond the elbow, I mean, he was immense, really. And he was so touch tight to players. So I, 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 I thought, really I felt that they were just, they were first to everything across the pitch. Yeah, all the back three played well. Yeah. Yeah, so first time an English side's knocked out Atletico in European competition since Gary Megson's Bolton in 2007. <laughs> That's a sentence I didn't think I'd hear. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. And, and, and of course, Chelsea go through for the first time in uh, seven years. Yeah. Do you think Joe Cole was saying that thing about the championship level of Atletico because he still loves Big Frank? It must be that, yeah. yeah it's got to be something to do with that. Isn't it? Uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna, I would say, keep an eye out for that. We're gonna get a little bit, if um, if they continue on this form and if they reach the, you know, say like the final four, even go to the final of the Champions League, we're gonna start to see some pieces about Frank laid why, the foundation. Frank, why Frank laid the foundations. Yeah, the similar Gerard, to what happened with Leicester City um, and Nigel with Pearson, Pearson, yeah. And Gerard Houllier at France. Although apparently he genuinely did. Yeah, no, no, but he did. Yeah, but it's more, I think it's more, the more that kind of um, gives some credit to our boys. So you're not buying that? You're not a frank apologist? No, no. I, I think if you look at the younger players and he's certainly done a good job, I'm just saying it's something to look out for. Yeah, yeah what happen. you really want to do is take on Frank Lampard, Vish. I reckon that would really help you, right? I'm not, ta- I'm I'm not <laughs> taking him on. I'm, I'm sat here chatting shit, <laughs> minding my own business. <laughs> He'd batter you. He'd I think he would, you. yeah. yeah. Well, he got pretty angry by the end of that, didn't he? Um, I was going to say that um, when you take the goals away from Luis Suarez mm. um, which has happened in the Champions League this season and obviously based on last night's performance as well where he went off after an hour like for some reason maniacally laughing um, he's just a maniac he I mean the goals make up for a lot of the mad shit that he does mm. and I think people don't automatically think of the things like the biting and the the mad stuff against Garner in the World Cup. He because... gets into he got into everyone's head I thought in the commentary and in the pundits because Glenn Hoddle talked about um for the first Chelsea goal about how they'd eaten up the ground there. And then Rio Ferdinand <laughs> said Chelsea's defenders munched Atletico's forwards. They I probably mean, did it on purpose. I think he's... Put a little bet beforehand. Yeah. yeah. How many song types can you get into the broadcast? Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I, also, um, I also think that um, one of the things that I missed was, do you remember that Atletico's um, assistant manager, who's now moved to Newell's old boys, Herman Burgos? The tank. Yeah, he's an absolute yeah. tank. He used to wear famously Google Glass on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. And I've never been able to get to the bottom oh, of mate, what he was looking at. What was he looking at? 
Well, because that's just Google Glass never worked. It was just it was just Google effectively. With it, have you ever tried them on? No. Okay, it's just like a tiny little TV screen up in the corner of your eye. Yeah. And all it was supposed to be was that you could search Google just by looking in the corner of the... <laughs> so the, it's way, the, just, face, <laughs> the facial expression you're making here is showing it's us It's really here. painful. Yeah. It's, so it gives you a headache because it's similar to the old VR, VR stuff where, you know, it's just like not yeah. re- not fit for purpose. So you have to like squint up into the corner in order to just do something that you can do anyway by typing on Google. Speaking of VR, have you seen have you ever seen the footage of Ronnie O'Sullivan trying to play VR? <laughs> he falls over. Where yeah. he just he puts the VR goggles on, tries to lean on the table, just falls flat on his face. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, right. But anyway, I was going to say... Sorry, yes, Luke, I was going to say... Something that, relevant. That, well, not, not really. Uh, that I, I miss him. He looked absolutely hard. I remember when Simeone used to get in trouble a lot more and he got banned to the state, to the stands and, and Burgos was running things for a while and he was just marauding up and down the touchline like used to like a tank. And um, we also found a video of him uh, earlier this week when he was in a rock band, right? He looks incredible. Does he? Well, in comparison with what he looks like now. He looks like an extra from From Dust Till Dawn. He's got no top on. Yeah? Yeah, he's like 30. He... He's a professional athlete at the time. He's playing football. Uh, yeah, he's, like, he's got leather trousers <laughs> on, no top on, and a massive Rolling Stones tattoo and long hair. He looks like Sex Machine from From Dust Till Dawn. Mish looks like he doesn't believe this. No, no, I'm, I'm quite interested. I'm quite intrigued to see now. Okay. We'll share it on the socials. I like yeah. the way that, like, oh, it doesn't count because he's a professional athlete. No, no forget like, all the good bodies. No. Cheating. No, what I'm saying is, he's not going to look it's massively... It's part of your job. It's part of your job. It's part of your job, too. Supposed to have an eight-pack. Yeah. To look after yourself. That's part of the football ramble. You're suggesting I don't look after myself. I'm just saying it's part of your job. So, Fine. So, you know, Move we'll on. have to discount, you know, everyone's gorgeousness on the football ramble. I'm not discounting anything. I, I admire him. I just didn't admire what he was doing. All right. <laughs> That's all. Fair enough. Yeah. There was also a game last night in uh, Germany. Bayern Munich beat Lazio 2-1. So final score is 6-2 on aggregate. Was that a generous scoreline on the night, would we say? Um, it, it felt a bit to me like when I watched the highlights back because I was watching the Chelsea game that um, in retrospect, I could have flicked over and watched Robocop on the other side or I, the oh. Terminator because... I mean everything that I mean fair enough Lazio got a uh, got a consolation goal which P- Peter Drury amazingly said uh, when they scored it Lazio have something to take home in their luggage I know yeah it's a really nice thing to say very patronising <laughs> but, uh, but nice and I just thought wow it's more of the same isn't it it's just more of the same so they should have they should have scored more goals than they did it takes quite a fine broadcaster to turn one of the greatest sides of the last few years into something so boring and well, morose there was one point there was one point in the highlights when um, they. Lazio, I, thought, I can't remember who it was at the back, but someone went and picked up a, the wrong man and left Lewandowski like, in about 10 yards of space. Yeah. And, and Lewandowski, I don't know if you saw it, he got the ball at his feet, moved it out from his feet and smashed the ball. The hardest I've ever seen a ball kicked and it came flying back <laughs> off the post and it came back so fast that the goalkeeper couldn't do anything about it. Hit him in the back. Oh, yeah. Like it yeah. winded him <laughs> and rolled about five yards off and, and the keeper just like, stumbled over and picked the ball up. And it was a bit like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it was such a ridiculous shot because it was, it, it, it must have got only an inch off the ground, just like dead straight as well. Yeah. How do you hit the ball that straight? Yeah, it was amazing. It yeah. was amazing. And, 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 and I think it was Jermaine Ginnis on the commentary went, he's absolutely lethal. And I thought, well, he's not. He's not scored there. <laughs> so he's not. Lethal, Jürgen Klopp says he's the best player he's ever managed. He keeps himself in such good nick as well. And doesn't it doesn't count though, does it, really? Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. It's what you expect. It's what you expect. Yeah. <laughs> But in terms of, if you look at Ronaldo, like Ronaldo um, had a period three years ago where he trimmed down. So he mm-hmm. kind of lost a bit of muscle mass to, to be a bit, yeah. so he's leaner and a bit more um, agile. Whereas Lewandowski seems like he's just, is the perfect shape for 
for continuing this form for the next five years. It's not that impressive though, because I don't find it that difficult to lose muscle mass. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's, that's not the part right, of it yeah, yeah, hard yeah. to me. I mean, you say making it sound like it's impressive, but it's not really. <laughs> what you want to be doing is losing fat, which can be a lot harder. They tell me. Oh, join us for Luke Moore's five tips to the perfect bod. <laughs> Only five. 30 it's like those men's health covers where yeah. it's like get a six pack in 10 days yeah. impossible. guaranteed impossible that's what Luke is doing in his spare time Stop no we're not moving on we're not moving on you need to get in on that uh, glorious body action <laughs> anyway Thanks, uh, <laughs> uh, also Kinsey just before we do move on is facing a 50,000 euro fine for driving his Mercedes into training this week they're supposed to turn up in Audis, but he didn't. Yeah, it's a heart- Russell seems to think it's a come and get me plea. I don't know who's sponsored by Mercedes. It's a heartwarming. Oh, we should have looked into that. It's a heartwarming modern football story, isn't it? Yeah. It's no. just really relatable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pathetic on two fronts. One, the Audi thing's nonsense. And two, like, he obviously knows that. Yeah. yeah I know, We've yeah. given you an Audi. You know what it's for. I once asked um, Mickey Gray on the Ramble Meets if it was true that he got sent home from training at Sunderland because on the day that a load of staff had lost their jobs, he turned up to training oh, in Ferrari. God. And um, he said, yeah, uh, what did he say? He said, I think, I don't think that was true. No, it's not true. I didn't do that. And, <laughs> I, was, and I was like, did you have a Ferrari? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so it could have been true. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely true, wasn't yeah. it? All right. So the last eight are complete. Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, Porto, Real Madrid, Bayern, Munich, Dortmund and PSG. Liverpool might have difficulty getting any further because apparently their new training ground is not that good. Oh, it has issues, teething issues. Fifty million pounds, and it's too windy. Yeah, and didn't, and didn't, and didn't uh, what's what's been alluded to in that story is that mm. everyone in the city of Liverpool knew it was the windiest it. place in the world. Yeah, I mean, what are the solutions I can get to though? Surely they can do big something. Walls? Yeah, massive walls. Surely. Yeah. Build massive, big. One of those air um, tunnels. But, that's going to make it worse. No, it makes it windier. So they could train in that in order to prepare for training in their training no, ground. No, but I think the wind is the problem. Yeah, exactly. So you just get used to the wind. So your solution <laughs> is wind. So the wind problem is more wind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just get used to the wind. See why you're a lot around the government have a problem. <laughs> this is shit. Let's have some more of it, is what you appear to be saying. And if it costs the taxpayer money, all the better. <laughs> I don't Pathetic. know what Luke is talking about. Pathetic. So you, and your, you and your fellow biscuit bandits. I also, <laughs> I also don't, do, don't do that again. I also think that um, sometimes you've got to be you've got to be realistic because you hear about players not being able to dribble on pitches, and I've seen some of the best players ever in Saturday football being able to dribble on the, <laughs> the worst pitches ever. <laughs> sometimes it will be windy. Just get on with it. That's mm. what I say. I grew up on the south coast. It's windy all the time. Did you? They need me in there as a consultant. All right, well, that's solved. Let's get to a break. We've got a new game. Hey, Luke, what's up? My friend Kate has invited us to watch the final this week. Yes! Yes, (laughs) yes, yes! Well done, everybody. That was Lionel Messi inviting us (laughs) to watch the game. What's it? It's a, it's an, it's, it's not really messy. Sorry, have I, guys. Have I been asked out to an unspecified location <laughs> from one of my colleagues via an AI version of a football player? Is that what I, I think that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Sorry, there was no space for you, Vish. Yeah. It's not personal. I mean, that's. I don't know what to do with that information. Yeah. Messi <laughs> said he now. would only record it if it was just for us. <laughs> Messi's not involved here. <laughs> That's not the heartwarming modern football story. Know, you know? Yeah. Players turning up in the wrong car, getting fined for it, and now 
AI versions of players sending messages, presumably to children that pay for them. Is yes. that how it works? Oh, so, God, yeah, I'm probably a lot to, of money. Yeah. I'm sorry to reveal that that yeah, wasn't exactly him chatting to us. Like he, normally, he obviously normally does chat to us, but in that specific incident, it was the Messy Messages service, which allows you to enter a set of details for your recipient, and then that's converted into a video. So there's a video version of that, which is really uncanny. I've seen it, yeah. It's so uncanny but, because it's that weird thing of the facial expressions not quite working with the mouth. But I think he's also introduced this product as himself and then flipping to an AI version of him which is obviously just looks weird mm. and I also I've got two points on this one is call <laughs> it message, messages don't call it messy messages yeah. call mm. it messages that works although that's second I don't point, think that does work Luke second point you can come back on this in a minute second point he doesn't speak English does he Lionel Messi so how have they got him to do that I think he does a little bit doesn't he he just doesn't do it in interviews right okay yeah and very, he doesn't speak strange. the other. There's like nine other languages as well. So well, I exactly. that's what I'm saying. So he doesn't speak all of them. doesn't speak. Yeah. Is Andy Brussel doing it? <laughs> Is it Brussel doing it? Oh man. Tax man, keep an eye on that. <laughs> when you find out about deep fakes, you're going to be absolutely blown away. It's time for these. Oh, it's exciting. Huh? I want, I want, I want you to read my email. <laughs> I want, I want. I want you to read my email. I want, I want, I want you to read my email. The email, in case you haven't emailed before, is show at footballramble.com. Oh. We've emailed the old one, haven't we? Thanks. Thanks. Absolute craft work vibe. Is this made by Jeremy from Peep Show? <laughs> How good is that? Yes, that's been sent to us by Jeremy from Peter Show, Rich. Yeah. I don't know how you I don't know how you worked that out. No, that was pretty from, decent actually. That's from Toby Bishop. I, I just have to you overwhelmed by the quality and creativity that our Ramble listeners have got on this. It's unbelievable. And they're only being sent in by people called Toby, apparently. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> very, you think it'd be a very niche audience, wouldn't you? Yeah. But it's amazing. Great, great stuff. Oh, thank you so much for that one. More, yeah. bring more. Bring it, more to us. It was like an 80s vision of the future. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah. I have um an email. From Andrew Matthews. I said email there so maybe someone can cut me into one of their jingles. <laughs> yeah. Email. Yeah. Email. We'll be using an AI version of you in the next, this time next week, mate. Perfect. So, yeah, one from Andrew Matthews. He's got in touch on the subject of unique free kick routines, yeah. as we discussed on Wednesday's show. I thought I'd share what I witnessed happen at St. James's Park, always good, in a game between Newcastle and Bradford City in 2000. Newcastle were awarded a, free, awarded a free kick around 40 yards from goal, slightly right of the centre. The ball was placed down by Nobby Solano, Gary Speed and Kieran Dyer, mm. all standing over and discussing what to do with it. With Alan Shearer primed in the penalty area for a ball into the box, firstly Dyer, then Speed and finally Solano all proceeded to run over the ball, leaving it firmly in place 40 yards from goal. <laughs> all three turned back and look each, looked at each other in confusion before passing it short. So the bandit there is Solano, right? He's the mm. third one. What is he? What does he think is about to happen? This doesn't sound like the sort of thing that would happen on Bobby Robson's watch. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I think Bobby Robson used to run a very tight ship, didn't he? What are you talking about? <laughs> you must be mistaken. That's oh, absolutely God. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Stone wanted to give a shout out to a cult hero at Man City after tales of Vodka Vic yesterday. Oh, oh yeah. Vodka Vic. Yeah. Fish, or do we just turn it into vodka fish? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not and it's not even... Wait, now I'm confused. Wasn't it whiskey? Okay, anyway. Uh, Different person. Got it. <laughs> so I'll, 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 I'll price it for you. Definitely vodka Vic. Whiskey guy was a different guy. Vish likes red wine and whiskey. Together. 
a Sambuca, sambuca and red wine. Sambuca, With a biscuit red, yeah. on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Clamberti was a Brazilian defender who joined the club in the summer of 2008 during the course of his one season at City he was named on the bench 20 times and didn't play a single minute however all of this changed on the final day against Bolton with 10 minutes to go Mark Hughes summoned the lad to make his long awaited debut as Bertie put it that 10 minutes was as wonderful was wonderful as every time I touched the ball the fans cheered and chanted my name I will never forget it he left that summer, never to return to England. I have a huge problem with this. Tell me. He's an international football player. He played for Brazil, this guy. Mm. And if you read the quotes from Mark Hughes around Blauber, he said, he said the following. Bear in mind, Mark Hughes was the manager of a Premier League club and this he guy was... played international football. He said, he got a really great reception. I've not been able to give him the opportunities that maybe I would have liked, but I thought that today was a nice chance to do that. It was important to do it, not only for the fans, but also for the squad because they were all keen that he got an opportunity to get on the field. I must be going soft in my old age. He's taking, like he's a mascot. A competition yeah. winner. But it's outrageous in my opinion. He's done it outrageous. like it's um, soccer raid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got to get him on. You know, yeah. Jonathan Wilkes was getting hurt there. So <laughs> Yeah. All right then, send us more emails. Show at footballramble.com or tweet at footballramble. But bloody hell, keep those jingles coming in. They're incredible. Just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um... <laughs> Right, I was going to play the whole thing again, but I'm not going to. It's time for Play Your Parts Right. Um, as, as, that um, means its own jingle, doesn't it? I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. It's not a jingle. I haven't got one. I haven't got one, it's but people could play, could uh, could send me one in. <laughs> we, we decided to name it Play Your Parts Right because Mick Reed was the first person to suggest this on Twitter. Thank you to Mick, but also thank you to Daniel, Mikey D, Grand Mampster Flash, <laughs> John Hyde, <laughs> and, a regular. and many, many more uh, who sent in name suggestions. Some of them were just simply unacceptable. Uh, play your parts right it is um, we also had a load of listeners pleading for Mace to be involved thanks so you're now involved from 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 this week onwards whenever you're hosting the show uh, so you and Vish are going to work together on this the general concept is a higher or lower situation yeah, I'm sure you'll work it out pretty quick Vish um, if you haven't heard it already don't forget the record was set last week by Andy on his own which was seven yeah. seven correct answers in a row as soon as you get one wrong you are out um, so what do we do? We confer. You can confer. You can right. confer. Because otherwise we're just going to shout out possibly different answers. I'm going to try and set this entire thing up for you two to have arguments. So you need Damn. to have a unified answer for each round, okay? Um, first of all, one of you needs to pick a number between one and five. Fish, why don't you for pick the a number? Four. That's a trick, Fish, by the way. She's, she's, <laughs> she's trying to be nice. About her. Four, okay. Four. Okay. Well, I thought if I conceded something in, uh, in the early stages. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Mm. Four is international goals. Okay. Your category. Last week it was international caps. International goals this week, interestingly enough. It'll be all right. Um, so let's have a look. So your first player to kick everything off, of course, because the game is play your pards right, is Alan Pardew, a.k.a. Pards, who at the time of recording has zero international goals. Good. So your first player, uh, this might be a little bit of an Wait, so we get a point? No. Oh. It's, it's just a kick-off play. You don't get <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm delighted that he's not got the Portsmouth job after yesterday's show because that was terrifying when I listened to that back. Yeah, they might actually get someone... Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first player's parts, the, the, the player I want you to, to, to tell me if he's got a higher or lower amount of international goals than zero oh. to start with is Cristiano Ronaldo. Is this a trap? I don't understand. No, no, because we... So we, know, so we'll go so we then go higher. Yeah. You go higher, yeah? Okay. That's correct. You got one. You got one. So, okay, next player. That's safe. Has, yeah, you can't, can't take that away from you. The next player 
Um, has he scored fewer, more or less or more or fewer goals internationally than Cristiano Ronaldo? The player in question is Didier Drogba. Is that higher or lower amount of international goals? Didier Drogba. Yeah, I'm going to go lower, yeah. You want to go lower? I'm gesturing with my hands. Sorry, I yeah. realised that wasn't a very good audio feature. Yeah, you want to go lower? Okay. No. That's also correct. Didier Drogba scored uh, 65 international goals. I like to convey the impression that we think with one mind. Yeah, and he's also telling us the goals now as well, so 65. You've got to keep that. Oh, I tell them. Well, yeah, tell thank you. you. I might write that down. You, yeah, 65 for Didier Drogba. The yeah. next player, higher or lower than 65, Robin Van Persie. Hmm. No. No, lower. I was going to say lower. I think lower than 65 international goals. 65 is a lot. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. He didn't always play up front, so. Yeah. All right, then. You want to go lower? All right, then. Okay. That's also correct. You've got three. I'm almost sad that you were right. Anyway, carry on. Robin you were, weren't you? You, know, you wanted yeah. him to, you were annoyed as no, soon you as you right. saw his finger good, hovering over the logic. right button. It was good logic. Oh, That's three. Yeah, Robin fine. Van Persie has scored 50 international goals. Thank so you. You've got three. The next player, higher or lower than 50, Gareth Bale. Lower. Gareth Bale, higher or lower than 50 international goals. He doesn't goals. even really play football now. <laughs> I find that personally quite offensive. <laughs> but fine. Yes, lower. You want to go lower? Yeah. Okay. That's also correct. You want to guess how many he scored? 32. Oh, interesting. 33 is the answer. 33, wow. Very close. Um, the next player has to go to go number five and get close to Andy's record. You've got four so far. The next player. Oh, no, he got seven of these. On his own. Higher or lower than no. 33. Swing. This is where it starts to get a bit trickier. Yeah. Higher or lower than 33, Dimitar Berbatov. <laughs> I think this is a tricky one, personally. I don't really know what to do now. Take your head off the mic, Kate. Might make it a little bit annoying for listeners. Hyrule on 33, Dimitar Berbatov. Going to have to push you for an answer. I was thinking of him just swanning about, you know, like smoking a cigarette on the sidelines. So you yeah. don't think of that as being a person who had scored more than 33 and international don't... goals. But then is that a lot? Because as just discussed, Gareth Bale hasn't scored as many as you might expect. I feel like, this is anecdotal, but I feel like Bulgaria weren't particularly prolific goal scorers either. Good point. Higher or lower than 30? I reckon, I reckon we go lower. Yeah. Although I just did the thing with a hand and maybe you were going to say something else. No, I, I thought, that. I mean, I, I'm indecisive at the best time, but I reckon let's go lower. Okay. If we die, we die together. Fine. Final, final answer. Fine, yeah. You yeah. go lower. Fine. Shit. Did he get 36? It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, interestingly enough, Dimitar Berbatov. This, uh, oh my god, this it's up, loads. This up for everyone listening because they would have been playing along. Has scored forty-eight international goals for Bulgaria. Oh, Fifteen more than Gareth Bale. So your score is four. Oh. Andy Brassel still has the record. Um, congratulations to him. Uh, you guys need to work harder next time. I think it might be easier with one person. Play your part. Because right, I think guys. two. I think two people makes you doubt yourself more. You know, we look like fucking idiots here because he played with both of our clubs for quite a long time. Yeah, I know. It gets very tough, this game, as you get a lot, as you go along. I'll give you an example. If you'd got to the number 10, the big 10, to win the game, it was Stern John. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to know how many international goals he scored <laughs> or even who he played for internationally <laughs> for, certain, for certain football fans. Oh, I'm sorry we disappointed you, Luke. Never it's mind. a good game. It's Never a good mind. game. Yeah, um, yeah, and glad to hear that you're going to have such a good uh, manager in the future. 
as well. Well, as, a, as, a, as an aside, it's an exciting appointment because I think he's an upwardly mobile young uh, manager. Dan, this is Danny, Danny Cowley, Cowley for those think, yeah. for those who uh, who don't know. Um, but I'm not sure about the style of football he plays. But we'll wait and see because we're used to playing shit football down there under Kenny Jacket. So it won't be terrible if he's not that great as, as long as he gets us up. Didn't have the exit bounce you were hoping for though, did you? Which no. I'm sorry to see. Arsene wants to change all of football. He does. Yes, he, he does. I mean, that, that's what he wants. He's, he, I mean. How do we feel about this? Because I th- I think of Arsene Wenger as being... Um, so, look, the precedent has been set for someone like your Franz Beckenbauer, right? Franz Beckenbauer, amazingly classy player, great to watch, one of the greatest defenders ever, and now he's Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Do we you want, could say uh, that about Michel Platini We well. could, exactly yeah. right. Would we, would we want Arsene Wenger to go that way? I'm not suggesting oh, there's anything untoward going on, but he's now working for FIFA. Look, Is it going to go all right? I, th- I think he's he's gone from being, you know... The professor to the professor on the box of Weetos with some of these suggestions. <laughs> no, because he is a thoughtful. Oh, but he's so thoughtful. He wants things. I imagine he wants things to be perfect. Do you so think he's it, trying to. What he said is he wants the season to start in March and end in November with major international tournaments every two years uh, because he thinks it's not fair to footballers to have to wait four years for a World Cup. He also says in Japan, we played from March until November and it was perfect, perfect, much like the ideal Champions League we were discussing from Agnelli the other day. Uh, you, you wouldn't have to say anymore. He won the championship in season 2018 19, which is annoying sometimes when saying that it's true no the championship was won in 2018 or 2019 not we get it Fanger. 2020 yeah. um is that the problem here <laughs> yeah oh, i can't say 18 19 is better people what? move stuff around the whole time like you know this is all just a made-up thing yeah, yeah of, of course was of being course. played and that and then it was moved to some sport test um, cricket wasn't always five days yeah, yeah no, no exactly. I, I get it yeah yeah but the um Two things here. I reckon because he's got so much more time to think, he's coming up with stuff like this. Yeah. He's like, you know, a retired dad in his shed who's losing it slowly. Mm. But at the same time, I do wonder actually, because in, you know, they play March and November in certain other leagues. You know, they play um, you know, the MLS fits well, within that- a year, um, same with the A League as well. And I wonder actually if going forward in terms of how England do at major tournaments or even just the style of football would be improved if we were playing during the summer months where the ground's a bit better and with, you know, it's not as muddy and this, that and the other and it might be more conducive to more attractive style of play. But then at the same time, that is not English football and I can understand why there would be a lot of resistance to that. But well, hardly any pitches are bad these days anyway. I mean, well, I mean, from the championship downwards, yeah. I mean, even in the championship, that you get some pretty bad decks. And I suppose you look at Leeds now, you know, Ellen Rose isn't, isn't exactly in a great state at the moment. I mean, in Scottish football, they play on Astro the whole time. Yeah. Do they? Yes. I don't really watch much. Not the whole time, but yeah. Much yeah. of the time. I, 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 to me, this is just a case of man, a man. They've hired Arsene Wenger because he's Arsene Wenger. Found him a job title, which is you know completely nondescript, whatever it may be. Is it like technical director or something? Can mean anything. And he's just coming up with stuff. Isn't he? You just want to crush people who think outside of the box. No, I don't. I like that. I like that thinking. I like. I mean, if the idea is, if you're going to do mad ideas, at least make them properly mad. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you think it's not mad enough? Don't be professor on the bag of, on, on the box of Weetos. Be the guy from Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. You know, go the whole way. You know, that's what I'm pickle wenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that changing things so that you can slightly more clearly say that the championship was won in a year rather than in two years. Bless him, that does seem a bit lame. Is he worried about his margins in the top of the page? He's like, oh, <laughs> I, I, over I do like the, the cleanliness of how that would look on your, like, on your notes and stuff. I mean, of course, the World That's Cup, what it's all about, isn't it? The World, the, <laughs> the World <laughs> Cup is going to be played in, in, this, in November, so yeah, well, that, you yeah. do wonder but what's this, being chipped away at here. There's a, there's a FIFA meeting this month 
where they're talking about some changes, things are happening. And one of the things that's been rumoured is they're trialling also limb tracking technology, right? I'm into this for offside. Yeah. Yeah. How? Where are they trialling this? <laughs> What's happening? Because it's FIFA, right? So who's getting things implanted in their it's legs in that, at the moment? It's in that. It's in an underground cavern somewhere with the guy with the cat. And fish with the vine. They do have an. Un- they do, I've got a couple of mates who work for FIFA, and they do have an underground football pitch. But that's not really that. I mean, that's not that sinister, is it? You said that like it's a sinister thing, but an underground. I mean, it could, it could be if you turn the lights down a little bit. Yeah. What have you got down here in this lair? Oh, it's a football pitch. It's less threatening than I expected. It's yeah, just... but look at the grass. It's not growing properly, is it? You want to play all those, football here. All those football players with, with, with stuff injected in their limbs for semi-automated <laughs> off, automated offside calls. I'm yeah. really here for the auto, semi-automated offside calls. I think that, that is exactly what they should be doing with offside calls. If they're going to be dicking around with pixels, get some stuff implanted into people's limbs. That's the only way to do it. There's more football tonight, guys. There's yeah. some Europa League. It returns. Um, but sadly not returning to look after his side in the game against Spurs is Dino Zagreb's boss, Soren Mamic. He, hmm, he's, he's going to go to prison. <laughs> Sorry, shouldn't laugh. I like, you make it sound like prison went in and was like, what's his release fee? We'll take it. We want him, we want him over here. <laughs> I really like the way Sky Sports ran with this on their website. They went, um, Dino Zagreb boss resigns after being given prison sentence. You'd have to, wouldn't you? Really? <laughs> Well, apparently you don't have to because he was charged. Well, you know, he was charged what a couple of years ago, and he's been in charge of the club ever since. And also, his brother is involved in this. The former Croatian FA vice president. They were charged, yeah, in 2018 with embezzling money from the club, along with the former club director and, interestingly, a tax inspector. I suppose that's what you'd need. Also, you'd have to get them involved, wouldn't yeah, you? To yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also like this quote from Mamic himself. Genuine quote: "I don't feel guilty." <laughs> <laughs> It's not about that, though, is it? <laughs> it's not really about that. Well, guilt's just a created concept, yeah, isn't it? You right. should just go. You should just live your life without feeling negative emotions. <laughs> I, 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 I would. I just really like the idea that you know he has to. He's resigned after being given prison sentence. The alternative is presumably some kind of you know, <laughs> job share. Yeah, Del Boy from Only Fools and Horses scenario to, to to quote from yesterday, where Del Boy dates two women on the same night and has to jump out the window of the toilet to go and have a dessert there and then run back for the main course down there. You can't do it all at the same time. Well, so what? In prison, you get one call a day is it one call a week <laughs> yeah so are you but... looking at me Vish talk to Luke I'm, I'm sure you've had people incarcerated on behalf <laughs> yeah. of the Mason family no, that lot don't go to jail do they no no, no. no. Well, actually no, you might know a bit about embezzling um, <laughs> But the uh, but the other thing, you know, we've seen that managers can work remotely this season. David Moyes, you know, when he had to isolate, he was better, and he was better. better. Yeah. yeah, West Ham's good run came when he was. So uh, you suggest it's a missed opportunity. So M- Mamet should start getting a job in the prison library mm. to earn extra credits to be able to make more regular phone calls to coach his team. Yes, yes. fine. Okay. It now seems like he's been a bit short-sighted with this whole resignation thing. Mm. But anyway, his side are 2-0 down, uh, playing Maximir without their boss. Manchester United are going to the San Siro. They play AC Milan, where it is 1-1 on aggregate. Apparently, Manchester United have got the most sustainable squad in Europe's top five leagues, based on players' age and contract duration. Sounds like a thing for dicks, but Mm. it's actually probably (laughs) quite good. Fish. Yeah, you'll never sing that. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not a trophy, is it? Although Solskjaer said that trophies are distracting, care. aren't they? Which is actually so... something that I can very much get behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've had, had clear focus for a while, haven't really they? Really focused. Yeah. Trophies are a big distraction. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. If you look at the age profile of that squad, and, um, and I suppose it does relate to how things have gone on the pitch where they're relying quite a lot on the potential of young players who are being pushed to do a bit more in the here and now. So, I mean... That, 
yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. I don't really well, I want to know who the worst is though. That's when I saw that, I was like, who's got the who's got the, the most unsustainable squad? Crystal Palace. Don't you think? Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hmm. I've no idea. I've no idea. Because there's only um only um, Eze is like a normal. Yeah, and everyone everyone else is shielding, aren't they, basically? <laughs> <laughs> I, my my favourite thing about this whole story is the Solskjaer quote that says, cups are sometimes an ego thing for managers. I mean, that is such a dig at Mourinho. It's yeah, unreal, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, also, they're also quite good to win, aren't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, you should know because he's won the Lancashire Senior Cup when he was managed <laughs> with the reserves. So he would know all about that. He does like them. Yeah. I think he might be hiding something. Yeah. yeah no, Anderson Cavani available tonight. Uh, he apparently, quote, suffered a reaction to training. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this very much. Yeah, I don't like this. I mean, yeah, that's. Shouldn't you always have a reaction to training, mm. for better or for worse? No, for better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ideally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that but, kind of training where you're like sick in a bucket because you've been running so much. Well, that's the old pre-season one, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I, I was reading the other day that um, Cavani fancies going back to South America. Apparently. Yeah, I saw. I saw that as well because yeah. they. Um, I mean, United were. Because just strikers are, are so hard to come by, like good strikers, United have to fork out basically around what they did for Bruno Fernandes to get someone in mm. who would be long-term. And they definitely want him to stay on because it seems like he's had a really good effect, not just on the field, but in uh, kind of blooding the younger strikers as well. There's, there's a lot of talk about his positive effect on Martial and uh, Martial's yeah. striker play, which is quite interesting. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, he probably wants to go home. Go home, Edison. I'm like, I, I don't want you to go home, but, like, if you're homesick. Go this home. is a weird take. He's just a classy operator. I love having him in the, in the yeah. Premier League. It gives, a, it gives the Premier League a veneer of class, I think. All right. Um, so I'll be sad to see him go, but fair enough. Up to him, innit? Okay. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, guys, for more scintillating insight on Edison Confani, are you joining us? Probably not. Um, <laughs> I'm, not I'm not doing it, no. A reminder that we are doing a live stream Q&A on the Ramble Patreon this evening at 5pm British time, UK time. Yeah. Um, it's going to be me, Marcus and Jim. We're going to answer literally anything. I don't um, think that's true, is it? No. Because if there's some really horrible questions like the ones about the feet, then I don't think we're going <laughs> to answer those. Well, Marcus and Jim can answer those. They can answer those. Marcus <laughs> yeah. will answer your questions about Jim might be feet. asking them. Um, <laughs> head to, please do head to patreon.com slash footballramble to get involved as long as you're not a pervert. Yeah. Lovely to see you guys today. Say goodbye, Luke. Yeah, goodbye. See you tomorrow, Vish. I'm back in with you, aren't I? Yes. Oh, bye, Vish. Back in. Bye, Kate. Uh, yes, tomorrow it is Marcus, Luke and Vish. See you then. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.